Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. We are back for episode 23, and I'm so excited to finish the last half of this interview with Tracy. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, you might want to do that, and you'll hear the first part of Tracy's interview. She's a dear friend, and I met her a couple years ago, almost three years ago now, and we hit it off right away. But I'd love for you to hear the beginning of the story, and this part of the story will probably mean more if you kind of know her background and my background and what led to where we both are today and consequently Tracy's journey to where she is now. She tells her story so beautifully and I am so thankful for her as a friend and for her trust in me as I've helped guide her through this process. I want to play a clip from the beginning of the last podcast just to introduce this podcast because it was a really good discussion on the idea of devoted to deviant. And I said those words and it led to a good conversation and her actually correcting me, which was really great that she caught that and explained it for us. So I want you to hear her explanation of deviant and see if it resonates for you. I want to talk about sort of the journey that you've been on since we've met and <laughs> how much I've corrupted you. <laughs> oh, it's been a glorious corruption though. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we could even say, you know, like we went from devoted to deviant. I mean, oh, we, we were did. both very devoted wives and mothers. Very. And um, now people would probably say that we're very deviant. Very. I would disagree. But you know what? Let's let's be blessedly deviant because I well, love Well, when you deviant. when you think about it, deviant simply means one who deviates or uh, strays from the path of normal and average and societal acceptance. So yes, we are very deviant. We're very very deviant and proud. So let's yep. we're not going to shame that word. And see, look at that. I'm uh, I'm thinking deviant in the, it, that's how deep the programming is, right? Deviant to me is sort of an evil word, like you don't want to be deviant. But what I'm saying is be authentic, live your authentic truth, break free and be authentic from the programming. And here I am going, oh, well, we're sort of deviant. La, la, la. But no, we're deviant. And, and we should be proud of that, not judge it and not shame it. So look, your podcast host here, who is always talking about being authentic, everyone, and not shaming yourselves for your thoughts and you know the words that you use, just did it. So it's very easy to do. So just be aware and don't shame yourself for um, shaming 
yourself. Does it, can we say that? Don't shame yourself for shaming yourself. Don't shame yourself for judging yourself. Anyways, we are devoted to Deviant. Let's just talk about it. I just thought that was such a great clip. I wanted to put that in there to help lead into this next part of the interview. So without further ado, let's get started with the interview and you can hear the rest of the story. Please visit our website at www.breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love for you to join Breaking Free Authentically, our private sex-positive relationship community on Facebook. All the links will be posted in the show notes. Enjoy the show. So now let's get into part two. So let's just talk about how you know, we we just said that we met at a, a nudist, uh, a naturist park, a naturist family park in Ontario, and we got to know each other that day. Um, and then we started talking about ethical non-monogamy a little bit. I just kind of brought that to the table because we obviously are all naturists. We are comfortable with our bodies. And this was a very natural thing. So for me, I was curious in how you felt about sexuality and how natural that felt to you because to me sexuality is also supernatural supernatural <laughs> it also it is very <laughs> natural it can be supernatural for sure oh, it can uh, be. but when you remove shame and guilt from that it's just as beautiful yeah. as naturism right like it and and i think a lot of people can't wrap their heads around that so i always yeah. like to open the conversation um, as you said in the last episode, you say what I am a thought provoker. Yeah. So me, the shit disturber yeah. thought provoker decided to stir the pot a little bit and go, okay, so what do you guys think about this? And it just led to really interesting conversation. So let's go there a little bit. You said let's- you had devoted your life to being a stay at home mom. Ditto. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as, as such, I mean, I, I had physical health issues. I had mental health issues. I had raising children issues. I had marriage issues. I had financial issues. All that shit um, did not did not lend to a healthy self-esteem, mm-hmm. um, you know, did not lead to a healthy sex life. You know, the, it was the perfect shitstorm of not feeling sexy. And, you know, how about your body image? My body image was terrible. Um you know, like I said, physical health, mental health. Um, my body image was terrible. I was overweight. I was sore. I had chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just not. And it, for those it, of you who don't know, like the picture I got of Tracy, <laughs> there's no way I would have <laughs> recognized her because how, how much did you lose? Like when I would have seen you, I was like, she showed me a picture on Facebook. Cause I was like, you kind of look familiar, but, and then I saw the picture, the old picture of you as devoted mom. And I was like, Oh my God, I remember you. Like, I remember yeah. who you were, but you don't look the same at all. Yeah, no, like you are no, like a I'm fragment not. of that person. Um, and yeah. So like, so yeah, the, the person I was then was, um, in poor physical and mental health. 
um, struggling to make ends meet, struggling to take care of four kids with a vast age range, um, with vast physical and mental health problems of their own, Mm -hmm. um, struggling to essentially do it on my own. Um, you know, my husband is a good man. Um, he was a good dad. He just didn't know how to be more of a dad than to be a provider and Mm. to, to love his kids the best he could. And I can't fault, fault him for that. But when it came to dealing with the shitstorm of adolescence, he he oh sorry. When it <laughs> no, when it came to dealing with the shitstorm of adolescence, he he just he didn't know how how to help with that, mm-hmm. and so he helped by staying out of the way and letting letting me do my thing. That's um, also that's also very much like uh, Christian religious programming too, patriarchy, like the, that's the mom's role. Right. And if you're at home, that's definitely your role. And the men are the providers. That's what they've been taught. They're the head of the home. We're the neck. So like the head doesn't move without us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. They don't move without us, but we support the head, but we don't get to make the decisions, the big decisions necessarily, except for all the decisions about the kids. And, and those kinds of responsibilities. Um, but you know, like that, that's just so consuming that when it, when it came time to, um, you know, us and Mm -hmm. sex, it was just like, are are you kidding? I've already given 150% to everything else. I don't have anything left. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and yeah, I, I do hold some fault and responsibility in that department. Um, because I didn't make it a priority. Mm-hmm. I really didn't. And, you know, life went on, kids got older and I got to a point where it's like, okay, my life isn't my kids anymore. So I, what is it? Mm-hmm. And, and I took charge and I started to make decisions for myself and I went, Hey, I'm not a healthy person. I need to be a healthy person. And I made some changes. I lost a lot of weight. I got healthy. I got strong. Um, I looked at my marriage and went, this is, this is ridiculous. (laughs) It needs to be fixed. And I did everything I could to fix it. I um, communicated, I spoke with my husband and I said, like, this is not where we need it to be. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not happy with what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm not willing to cruise along at this base level of life support. Mm -hmm. I want us to work. Um, You know, I'm willing to do the work Are you. And, uh, part of that was the sex life. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I held a big part of the bag on that one for mm-hmm. a lot of years. Um, so I, I set out to fix it and I, I, I Googled, <laughs> I Googled a lot of things. Um, I have to admit, I started out with, I, I started watching porn and which I had never done because it was like it was such a, a sore spot <laughs> right. in our marriage. And and I felt like, you know, the ultimate hypocrite by watching anything. But then I was like, <laughs> no, this is educational purposes. Like, you know, obviously he likes to watch it. So they're doing something right. So I'm gonna watch and learn. And <laughs> I am I am such I oh, I don't even know the right word. 
I am such a critical person because so I thought, what can I what can I learn? I can learn to give a better blowjob. <laughs> so I go on Pornhub and I Google blowjob videos and I'm watching and I'm I'm just sitting there going, that can't be right. <laughs> There's no way this is like a better they can't be enjoyed. This can't be better than what I do. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, no, no. Remember, porn is visual. It's it's a visual stimulation for the men. So that that what they're filming here is a visual stimulation. <laughs> I don't think the actor in this is is getting anywhere near as much out of the act as the men watching it are getting out of the visual. So I Googled like instructions. <laughs> and I, I, I actually found some really good websites that were like, you know, here's how to up your game. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, over, over a few months, I, I was like Googling different things and I was up in my game and I was trying different things. And he was like, holy shit, what happened to you? What's going on? What is going on? And, and you, you was a happy, happy camper. <laughs> And, you know, and it, it kind of opened my horizons a little bit and made me realize because, you know, five years prior, if you had said to me, if the doctor had come to me and said, you know, there's been a tragic issue with your husband, he will never be able to engage in sex with you again. I would have been, okay, cool. <laughs> That's one less thing I have to deal with awesome. Like it really wouldn't have bothered me at all. And, you know, now I've, I've come to this point where like I'm Googling things and I'm excited about it and I'm learning about things and I'm enjoying it and he's enjoying it and we're feeding off of each other's enjoyment. And I'm this sexual beast inside me is awakening <laughs> and it, and it's like oh hey and i'm not having shame and i'm not having guilt and and i'm liking it mm -hmm. and it's like wow you know like wow this is exciting <laughs> and then you know long story short the marriage ended anyway but the beast never went back to sleep. <laughs> and, and, you know, so my marriage was over and I was okay with that because I'm the one that ended it. So don't feel sorry for me. Um, but uh, yeah. And I kind of went, Oh, ho phase. We can ho do phase. this. <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Now, and here, here's the thing that uh, Brady didn't know, but that ho phase had already started. Right. So when he gave you the warning label about me, you were like, oh, someone I could talk to. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You just never know. Yeah. You never know what someone is hiding or what someone feels like they can't talk about. Right. Yeah. And there, uh, there was just for me when when I separated from my husband and I mean, I, I jokingly call it a whole phase um, <laughs> because I can laugh at myself and, and, you know, it's very hard to offend me. Um, like I am so living my best slot life and 
I'm, uh-huh. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed and, you know, words don't hurt me. Um, what people can't see is I literally have the book, The Ethical I, Slut up behind I, me. I love <laughs> I'm it. looking at it as you say that laughing. Yep. Yeah. Slut life. But, um, yeah, it's, I think there is such a magical freedom that comes with being a woman of a certain age. I'm not going to put a number on it. For me, it was in my forties. Yeah. And being separated and being done raising my kids Mm -hmm. and being done with society's bullshit and expectations and knowing that the only person I need to be accountable to is me and knowing where I stand on what my morals and my ethics and my standards are. And if yours are different, that's a you problem, not me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not out to impress anyone. I'm not out to make friends or worry about what you're going to think of me or what you're going to say of, of me. As long as I love me mm-hmm. and as long as my kids love me and respect me, we're the five people on the planet that matter. And if you're not one of the five, I don't care. And there is so much freedom and power that comes with that. There is a risk of cockiness that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's be honest. Did you not find that you were cocky just the other way before as a Christian? I know for me, oh yeah, my job was, well, I had the truth and I had to share the truth. So I knew something that you didn't automatically, that made me in a way yeah. cocky. Like I had a responsibility to change your mind. When I talked to you about ethical non-monogamy, I didn't care if you changed your mind. I was just opening your mind to something new, whether you accepted it or not, didn't yeah. matter to me. But as a Christian, I couldn't accept that you didn't accept my truth because that was the truth. So there is freedom in not needing people to agree with you and not needing them to conform. That's big. That's yeah, that's big. (laughs) That's, That's, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I get to love purely, I, like I can love in the purest way that I've ever been able to love now because it doesn't matter who you are, what you are, what you believe, what you think. I can just love you as you are. And that's why our friendship has been amazing from the beginning because here come two people with similar experiences. We didn't think the same way at first. You didn't. You didn't live my lifestyle. Yeah. I lived my lifestyle the way I lived it. I talked about it. You didn't have to agree. You asked questions. I would answer questions. I never shamed you. I never made you feel less than. I gave you the opportunity to ask questions. And because of that, there was zero judgment and shame towards each other. Zero pressure to be anything different than we are authentically. And through the authenticity the love and purity of our connection grew because we could just authentically live our truth with each other, even if it wasn't the same. And that's what I've always loved about us is that 
here we came from this like similar background. We got to it in different ways, but here we are in this similar background. We're now in this nudist park and we're on a floaty having the best conversation free as, as anything. We could be devastated that our life as wives is over and that didn't work out. But here we are celebrating the fact that we're allowed to live our authentic truth now and that we can embrace that and and live in that truth. And we, it's the freedom that, that helped us to continue. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, when I talked about community in the last relation, in the last relationship, in the last episode, you know, we all have this desire to connect with people. Yes. And, and the thing that's different with this community, right, in my life now, is that not everybody agrees with me. The beauty of the community that I have around me is that they don't judge me or shame me for having my own desires, my own fantasies, and my yes. own needs. Like, they can be different than theirs. We don't have to all believe the same dogma. Yeah. But. We just are non-judgmental and allow each other to be authentic. Yeah. Those are your friends. Those are the best people to be around because it's that deep sense of unity and belonging without the shame and judgment and that shame cycle. It's a vicious loop. It's it's crazy. Like, so you are the second person I I have met. Um so I met you in the summer of 2020, early summer of 2020. Um, I met a, a, a fellow, I'm a bartender and I met him mm-hmm. at the bar and it was like one of the first times I ever took a number from someone at the bar and, and acted on it. Um, we'd been out on a couple of dates and, um, and then we were, we were actually video chatting one night cause he was at home with his kids and I was at home. And, and we were video chatting one night and he says to me, he says, you know, Tracy, you strike me as the kind of woman who can never be satisfied with just one man. And all of my programming in life mm. went, we don't know what to do with what you've just said. <laughs> um, because we are, we are insulted. We are offended. Um, we are confused. Yeah. Like what, what did you just say to me? Were, did you tell me I'm a slut? Um, did you tell me you think I'm going to cheat on you? Um, did you tell me I'm insatiable? Was that a backhanded compliment? Mm-hmm. Was it an, like, what, what did you just say? There's Why no framework for it? this. And I am so utterly confused. Um, and that's when he brought up that he and his ex-wife had been swingers. Uh, single now, that was a lifestyle that he was still actively involved in and was hoping that should he remarry or repartner, um, that was a lifestyle he he was not willing to give up and would like to continue with. Um and it was just something he saw in me that, you know, he, he knew that there were, there was no indication from me that this was something I was currently involved in. 
Um, and it was his way of saying, Hey, <laughs> this seemed like a good fit. <laughs> I, I think like, why have you not explored this before? Um, and so we like we video chatted for about two hours and I'm sure I look like a deer in the headlights because I, I know I said several times I, I'm going to need time to process this information um, because I did not know that this existed outside of, you know, Hollywood movies, rich and famous or criminal CSI. minds backstory <laughs> episodes you know the the backstory of a criminal minds episode um so i i need i need to process that that this exists and that that it's not scary and that mm. it's okay and that you know normal people do this cuz you know, you're normal and you, and you do this um and so that that took a few days of of processing that mm information of just of the existence and then and then we talked numerous times um and it was just yeah the information processing and and you know accepting that hey this is you know deprogramming 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 um and i think that was back in the new year and um and then i met you in the summer and and then you know here you are are of similar ilk and mm -hmm. and you know saying the same kind of things and and you know from a from a different angle but you know it's just it's it's the same view but a different angle and it was like okay so here's another perfectly normal person because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't who's, lead with that who's well yeah right I mean he no, didn't, but he didn't, lead with it either no 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 but, but I'm saying like you were like she's a perfectly normal person like I didn't lead with that information we were similar in all right. the other areas yeah. right so there was no reason to like sort of shut down about that right and be like and, oh and well. there, but there was no like I I don't know like and 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 it turns out that that there are so many people like now here I am almost three years later after my first exposure to, I, I jokingly call mm -hmm. some of my friends, pineapple people, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, after my first exposure to pineapple people, upside down pineapple later, people, eh, well, you know, upside down <laughs> sideways you know, in a bowl with a, yeah. Anyway, shh, I digress. Um, yeah. So here I am almost three, three years later. And it, it's, it's kind of become one of those, if you know, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm finding so many more people in everyday walks of life in everyday, teeny tiny little situations where I never thought I would have found them. And it's the subtlest things. It's little words or gestures or statements or clothing articles or and and just the slightest things that would go completely unnoticed. Mm -hmm. But if you know, you know. And then Isn't there's there like almost like an eyebrow raise and a, <laughs> uh huh, and like you know, did I hear that right? Yeah, you did. And yeah, you're you know, one of my people. You know, there's also like a different energy, right? There, 
there's a different energy. Very I think much so. that's like there's a magnetism of this connected, non-judgmental, authentic, free energy. And, and that and, is it yeah. so much because so you invited me to a camping weekend last mm-hmm. summer. Um, I've been to a couple of other um, weekends or I, I won't call them events because that sounds so structured. Um, and then I, I joined in a camping weekend this summer and, um, you know, I, I've been to the club. You had a newbie event that I went to. Fantastic. If you haven't gone, go. Kareem's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, little plug there. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, I went to the club again another time. I went to, um, uh, okay, my brain just stopped working, but um, I ran into someone in a very public place that I didn't know who they were, but a conversation started and it was an if you know, you know, which just garnered a whole nother conversation. <laughs> which three or four other people joined in because they knew and they knew (laughs) and and every interaction I've had has just been the most non-judgmental, non-most inclusive, most welcoming, most loving, most free, most amazing energy vibe inclusiveness no judgment no anything like y'all are my people yeah well that's and why when i started listening to playboy i was like oh my gosh these are my people like what this is so not what i've been taught right yeah and and really it becomes an instant family <clears throat> very much you see, the church was your family and that's true but man, you have to be on your best behavior all the time to kind of fit in and to not look deviant. Like you can't have your own opinions or thoughts. You connect there right. because of your similarities, because of your same beliefs, because of you sticking to the same path. And this is like you all kind of are in the same realm of acceptance and sex positivity and everything, but everybody has a different way of seeing it. It's just the fact that we don't judge each other's way is like the most bonding family type atmosphere, right? And it's just just like at a nature's park, you just connect with people on a different level because there's there's nothing setting you apart. You just get to yeah. be authentically yourself. Any conversation is not filtered through other judgments. You just are and you show up as you are no matter what it is. And then in the swinger world or lifestyle or polyamory, it's the same thing. Like we just get to show up as our authentic selves and people are like, oh, that's cool. That's, you know, that's awesome. You be you and oh, look at your outfit or oh, you look so slutty today. Look at you. Great. You know, and that like the thing I think it was I think it was you that that told me you're going to have a lot of deprogramming to do. Mm You're going to have to undo a lot of the knots that were tied in your brain by the way you were raised, by the way that society works. Mm -hmm. And that has been so helpful to me just to, to know that that work needs to be done because 
little things, like you said, you know, someone going, oh, look at your outfit. You look so sexy today. Oh, look at your little slut. I love it. You know, that as a woman, I mean, obviously I can only (laughs) speak as a woman, as a woman going into a club, I am always so aware of, you know, other women looking at me. It's like, why does she look that good? My man's looking at her. I'm aware of other men Mm -hmm. looking at me because either a, are they looking at me like I'm a piece of meat and do I have to have my guard up or are they looking at me and their girlfriend knows that they're looking at me. And so now I'm going to have to deal with the girlfriend (laughs) and, and going into the, the club club and people are looking at, I got men coming up going, Oh my God, you look so hot. Where did you get that outfit? I want to get one for my wife. Right. I love that. It's like, no way, you know, and women coming (laughs) up going, girl, you look so delicious. Yeah. And my husband is just drooling over there. Thank you for that. Like, <laughs> like what is this? Okay. And, and I'm just like, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> you know, and, and I went, I went with a partner last time and, mm-hmm. you know, people are coming up and men are coming up going, girl, you look amazing. And then patting him on the shoulder and going, dude, you are one lucky ass man having her yes. on arm. And he's just like, a peacock going the fucking right I am. <laughs> Thanks, man. Like and, I mean, doesn't and that increase the desire? Like yet my insights are going, oh God, don't make him mad. Don't make him mad. You know, and, oh, but I've yeah. got to undo those knots. And right, and right. you know, he would lean over and go, Do you know how fucking horny that makes me? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, horny, not mad. Horny, not mad. This is a good <laughs> thing. This, you know, because Obviously, he's a like-minded individual. Yes. Or I wouldn't have brought him there. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's just it's so different. It's you don't have to worry about, you know, someone compliments you on an outfit or you know, tells you you look sexy, or you know, says like, oh my God, you're the way you dance is just like the most sensuous thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you're not, it's pure. Yeah. It's a compliment. It's not, okay, where's the insult? What am I having to worry about here? It's, it's all, it's in purity. It's authentic. Well, and that's the word that you would never think would fit with like, you'd never go, oh, swingers, purity. (laughs) Right. You would never put those two words, but that's, that's so such a good word to use because just like at the nature's park, like to me, like newly developing teens walking around confidently, not worried about not fully developed breasts or not hiding because their body's changing, just owning it and walking around. I'm like, ah, this is so incredible to see teenagers not having body shame and not being worried about themselves. And then you've got people of all shapes and sizes that are, are just comfortable in their own bodies. So the club, all of a sudden the women are supporting each other and patting each other on the backs for like living authentically and being sexy and owning it. There's a sense of empowerment there's a sense of confidence when you walk in there, not a sense of like, well, I have to rein myself in or I have to make myself smaller. Yeah. I have to be careful not to 
you know, cause someone to stumble like we'd been taught our whole lives, yeah. right? Like, like you can't wear that low cut shirt in the youth to youth group because you're going to make the boys stumble and sin in their minds. They're going to ca- be caused to lust. And I'm like, okay, I can't do that. But really at the end of the day, like, is it my responsibility to control a man's thought life? No, he gets to control his own thought life and he can decide where he takes those thoughts. You know, the yeah. thoughts aren't wrong, but we're taught, we were taught that sin. So of course yeah, you have to rein that in. So all of a sudden coming in an environment where it's like the sexier, the better skimpy is not wrong. Skimpy is beautiful and um, attracting someone else's spouse is considered hot and and desirable, you know, and everybody has their own boundaries and their own agreements and their own things that they have within their partnership. Um, but there's a general understanding that I'm not out to get anyone. <laughs> I'm yeah. genuinely there just to have a good time and to be myself. And so are you. And so if we enter in the same sphere, our goal is just to enjoy being ourselves in whatever way that yeah. looks. Well, and the communication that requires just yeah. between a couple, like the communication yeah. required for a couple to get to the point where they can go to a club together mm-hmm. and and know what their boundaries are is is amazing. Like most mm-hmm. marriages don't have that level of communication. Yeah. And, and the level of trust and, you know, as far as, as body image and self-esteem goes like those two places, the, the nudist park and the club mm-hmm. have been phenomenal for my self-esteem um, and my body image, because mm-hmm. like at the nudist park, I see every shape, size, color, age, scars, no scars, tattoos, mm-hmm. like everything. And I mean, like I said, I've, I've been through phenomenal changes and some of that has included plastic surgery, um, which I definitely don't regret. Um, you know, I, I did what I did to my body. Part of it was medical part of it was, um, cosmetic and I've, I've had a tummy tuck because I've had four kids and a lot of weight loss and that, causes a surprising number of medical issues with skin. Mm. Um, so that was actually something that was covered by OHIP. Um, and, and I bought myself some boobs because I never was gifted with any from the booby fairy in my whole life. <laughs> and to be honest, I feel like I was missing a body part. It, I honestly, I felt like almost like an amputee. I felt like I was missing a body part. It wasn't that I didn't like my boobs. They weren't big enough. They weren't pretty enough. Like I literally did not have breasts. Mm. So um, I felt incomplete. I had the means. I bought me some boobies. I love them. <laughs> they fit my body. They're not. They like, do. You you don't look like they're. Or anything. Um, and no shame to anybody who chooses to have honking big ones. More power to you. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the rest of my body is what it is. My my butt's saggy. My thighs are saggy because, you know, you can't lose more weight than you have left and not be left with saggy skin. Mm-hmm. If I had the money, I would have a little bit more surgery to remove excess skin, but I don't. So I won't. And I live with it. Um, 
And it doesn't affect but your authenticity. You just it, it doesn't affect who I am. It, no. Occasionally, to be honest with you, it it can be painful. Um, mm. as as far as you know, skin moving at a different rate than the rest of your body, mm. and especially with my work, I can be on my feet walking very fast for ten and twelve hours at a time, and it hurts, and I have mm. to wear compression. Um, but going to the park and going to the club. Um, going to the park, I see real people. Yeah. And, and I realize that I am a real person. Um, and, and, and that's done wonders. Going to the club has taken that to another level. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, I see real people. I see all ages, all shapes, all sizes. And they're all fucking sexy Mm -hmm. and they all feel sexy and they all look sexy and they all are sexy and they are all the vibe of the club is sexy Mm -hmm. and just everything about it is just a great big pot of sexiness. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's taken that self-esteem to a new level for me and the body image to a new level because I realized that I am also an ingredient in that pot of sexy. Absolutely. And I know I am looking at some of these women who are not traditional Victoria's Secret body types mm-hmm. and looking at the sexiness they exude. Mm-hmm. And then I see other people looking at me with the same look on their faces as I have. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, it's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> it's me. I'm the problem. Hey, Tay, Tay, I relate. <laughs> I can relate. It's, I'm the one with the issue in my brain. And and I'm I'm sure a lot of these women, even the Victoria's Secret types, mm-hmm looked in their mirrors before they left and went, God, I hope it not, I hope people don't see what I see. Mm-hmm. I hope they see what I want them to see. And, and they get there and people are seeing what they want them to see. And mm-hmm. people are seeing the, the sexy vibe and the, and the beauty that's there. They're not seeing that little voice in the back of their head going, Oh no, someone's wearing a similar outfit and they look way better. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I would say sexiness is a, is a mindset. It's a, it's an attitude. It's a, it's an attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how you view yourself and, and what you think about yourself is what creates this pure sexiness, you know, because these Victoria's secret models, who have all the plastic surgery done and everything, you can tell the ones, they might look perfect like Barbie dolls, but they don't look as sexy as some of the other ones because they, they're they so trapped within themselves, right? Yeah. Like they don't, they don't believe they're sexier. They think that sexiness comes from external rather yeah. than internal and, and who you are on the inside. And like sexy comes from within. And so I really want people to connect to that like it doesn't matter what shape or size you are there there is a you know there's all shapes and sizes and you know like some of the people that are the sexiest and the most confident that walk into that club are very large women yeah 
it's crazy. Like very large women and like plus, plus, plus sizes. They're wearing these little outfits. And I mean, they are owning it, owning yeah. the dance floor, smiling. Like there is nothing that can get in their way. And they're not just putting it on. Like they are living their it's best there. life. It's, it's, and it's live all the it's time. It's so yeah. amazing. And I think, wow, that is amazing. And I look in the mirror and go, oh, I need to lose this or I need to. And I mean, overall, I'm super confident with my body. That's fine. There's always room for improvement. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's being me that's sexy. Yeah. And I finally believe that. And I finally understand yeah. that. And so I'm never not sexy. I might be the cute girl next door because I was always cute in my mind, right? Like I'm yeah, I'm the girl next door. I'm not traditional sexy in the sense of like, you know, like like how models might look or whatever. But like I'm a pretty natural girl. And I mean, people tell me all the time, like men, how sexy I am. And it took me such a long time to like wrap my head around that. Cause I was like, but I'm cute. I'm not sexy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, no, you are sexy. Like your mind is sexy. Your body's sexy. Your attitude is sexy. Your authenticity is sexy. And I was like, there you go. Ding, ding, ding. Your yeah. authenticity and you owning your authenticity. You can't not be sexy. It's just a yeah. beautiful thing. And and when you come to a partnership with that mentality, I mean, you're no longer needing someone else to validate you to feel sexy. Like you feel it from within. Yeah. That's amazing. What would you say um, like to friends who, because you said you've been running into people who are in a transition period in their life and they're changing things what is it that you think that they would want to know or what do you think that they would need help with the most um navigating the waters um i think we all know that this non-traditional life exists mm -hmm. um you know whether it's polyamory, ethical non-monogamy, kink of, you know, anywhere on the scale, um, you know, or, or just, you know, like your book says, the ethical slut, just living your best life yeah, outside yeah. of the confines of traditional monogamous. I need to focus on finding a partner, settling down and getting married and, you know, be one, one for life forever. Um, yeah. I think we all have some foggy notion that that exists somewhere, mm -hmm. um, whether it's kind of in our fantasies or on TV or in reality, but it's not for us. Like normal people don't get to have that. That's only for the rich and famous. That's, you know, a privilege. Um, navigating the waters of, of realizing that, yeah. Yeah, it exists. It's out there, and and anyone can have it. And I I think you're you are breaking ground with your podcast and putting it out there. Um, and and other educators like yourself are are doing the same thing. Um, but where do we start? Where where do us authentic babies 
start? How do we take our first steps? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the internet is fabulous because there are so many resources. Um, but there are so many resources. Mm-hmm. And when you're brand new and you know very little, um, it's a scary, scary place. And for every every person like yourself out there who is authentic and educated and um and real and and the right person to talk to um there are 10 or 20 or 50 wrong people to talk to there are mm-hmm. self-proclaimed if you go on any other social media app um you know there are self-proclaimed kink educators mm-hmm. um out there who are giving dangerous dangerous mm-hmm. information yeah. um there are some good ones too who are out there shooting down the bad ones like mm-hmm. daily and, mm-hmm. and saying no 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 this is why it's bad mm-hmm. um there are websites for meeting people there are websites for exploring things and learning things but again for every one good one there's 10 20 50 bad ones where do we start where do we start because this is such a gray area and it is such a new area and it is we are raised to believe that it is such a bad and dangerous area um that one bad experience could be a game changer for so many people um and and the flip is true like for myself one good experience was a life changer not just a game changer it was a life changer one good experience and i'm like i'm shouting it from the rooftops <laughs> hey guys there are options out there yeah. there are people out there that will help you there are i mean like i am i am having the craziest conversations <laughs> at the craziest times in the craziest places Mm-hmm. And like, I almost feel like a promoter or a recruiter <laughs> in a way. And it's like, look, if you, if you want to know more, I will, I will do my best to connect you. Like here's Corinne's podcast. Here's this, you know, you want to know more about the lifestyle. You want to know more about clubs. She does a newbies night. Here is, here is the Facebook group for that. You know, mm-hmm. if, if you're hesitant to go on your own, I'll find out when the next one is. I'll make sure I'm off work that night and I'll go, mm-hmm. you know, so that you won't be alone. I'm not saying I'm going to go and play with you, but like, I <laughs> yeah. will go. This is, you know, not, not promising activity. So yeah. don't get your hopes up in that direction, mm-hmm. but I will go as a handholder, which is what I needed from you. Mm-hmm. when I went and I know the difference that made to me. Well, I just think of the difference. Like you were so anxious and so nervous coming and you were like, Oh my gosh. And you left a different person. Oh, I like, did. You did. And, and like you said, this was such a great experience. And the experience I'm talking about for those of you, you've heard me talk about it, the empowered lifestyle newcomer VIP experience. That's, that's the event. And uh, that's the experience that I host at the X Club in Mississauga in Toronto. I think the next one's probably going to be in February. But yeah, it's definitely been a really powerful tool for people to just kind of safely experience 
stepping into this world because it is a lifestyle. It is it is unique and it's different and it can be scary when you don't know what to expect, you know? Um, but that's what I seek to do is be your warm blanket or hold your hand, make you feel safe and comfortable. Is there something that I have said to you over the past few years that has been sort of a game changer for you that you, you're like, people need to know this way to put me on the spot. Well, you did say um, so already, actually, you talked about the untangling the knots. That, yeah, that was huge. Is there anything about when you work with me, because we've had so many conversations about this stuff and, you know, you were in, in a big way, a test, a test subject for me in a lot of ways. Right. And so we went through a lot of things and we talked about a lot of things and like, what has that, do you think you would be where you are if, if I hadn't have been there for you through this stuff? No, 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 not, no. I mean, I, I would I would have been on this journey, um, but oh, nowhere near as far along as I am. The trail would not have been anywhere near as smooth, and I may have given up long before now. Mm. Um, yeah, like like I said, the 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 concept was introduced to me prior to meeting you, um, so it it had been rolled in my brain and, and, you know, but I had no idea how to explore it. Mm -hmm. Like you, you have been the ultimate tour guide. (laughs) I love that. Like really tour guide, the ultimate tour guide. You, you've, you've been able to point out the, the best routes to go, the easy routes. And if you prefer, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you're, if you've got a better fitness level and and you want to challenge yourself a bit more you can you can do this and if mm-hmm. you know if you if you want to go the easy scenic route there's there's this one and you know like you just yeah you are the ultimate facilitator because you are so open and so non-judgmental and so authentic and I feel almost like I don't want to say authentic because it's it's like a buzzword but there is no other word you are so real and so true and so honest and so easy to talk to Mm -hmm. that I do not have any concerns like I don't second guess is it is it safe to talk to you about this? Are you going to judge me? Are you going to laugh at me? Are you going to think poorly of me? I mean, we might laugh about it later, (laughs) but you're not going to laugh at me. You're not going to judge me. You may say, well, that's not something that, that I'm into, Mm -hmm. but you know, I know people who are into it Mm -hmm. and this is what they have told me about it. Mm. But yeah, like you know, you're just you're awesome sauce. And, <laughs> We've also know. navigated some pretty difficult situations too. We like, have. There's some situations that being new, you kind of got in the middle of a, a tough situation at one point. I did. And we were able to talk through the ins and outs and that you weren't at fault and that 
everybody reacts differently. And sometimes people are yep. triggered to different things. And you could have taken all that on as you didn't do the right thing or you were because you were the new one in the situation, but you had done all the right things. You, you know, we had discussed how this goes and the the etiquette and all that. And you had done all, followed the protocols, protocols, but not everybody's completely healed. We all have things, yeah. traumas and, and things. And so that creeped up in this situation. Right. And so you were like, Oh, what do I do here? I feel bad. And we were able to work through that. And now you're so prepared for that kind of thing again. Like, you you navigated that yeah. so well and i'm so proud of you and it didn't it didn't scar you it could have ended things for you right away yeah and and i think that's that's going back to the the tour guide thing mm-hmm. um you know that that's where my journey could have went oh okay yeah no i i'm not equipped to this is not this worth it long time. it's not worth it um and yeah there's there's been a few times that that you and I have have video chatted or phone chatted and and just had essentially a big debriefing session. Yeah. yeah. Of okay, so this is what's happened cuz I mean let's face it, it you know we're humans and mm-hmm. we need to talk about what we've experienced and Absolutely. get other people's perspectives or at least that's the way I work. Um I'm a talker and that's how I process. Me too. And you know you have been absolutely instrumental in in helping me process a lot of things and and just you know yeah this this did go well i believe it went well and in talking about it with you hearing me say it confirms that yes it went well and hearing your feedback as a person with a lot of experience um agrees that yes it went well so okay cool mm-hmm. we've got all the check marks went well you know <laughs> moving and, right and along yeah moving right along you know and 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 same with the other side that I'm I'm like okay I I just have a feeling that didn't go well and I'm not sure why and then in the process of talking it out I'm like yeah there's just something not sitting right and then getting your feedback is is a positive experience because you're like it's not that it didn't go well it's not that you did something wrong Mm -hmm. it's that you know here's my perspective of it and it's like okay because had I not had that debriefing or decompression time knowing me it would have snowballed and spiraled Mm -hmm. into oh my god I did this wrong I did that wrong Mm -hmm. I fucked up I'm not cut out for this all my original programming was right. We can't yeah, exactly. do this because it's wrong. <laughs> It'll ruin you. <laughs> and yeah. So yeah, I mean, everybody needs a Kareen. <laughs> oh, well, everybody needs a Tracy us? as well because I love you to death. Oh, and I, uh, yeah. I'm so, so glad you came on the podcast today and uh, and you decided to, to do two episodes with me because I just think it was just a nice big long story so much (laughs) well we both do and I I was like yeah I'm pretty sure we're not going to keep it to 45 minutes um so let's make it two episodes and uh we were both cool with that and I mean look this is my job today I'm sitting talking with one of my best friends and 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 I have to say like this is pretty unique for me to say that in terms of another girl as a best friend because 
Like, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends growing up because they were just shitty and and mean and turned their back on me and backstabbers, blah, 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 blah. And I just never could measure up and I wasn't one of them, you know? Yep. And you and I have always, there's never, ever been like any sort of competition. There's never been, and we've always had each other's backs and it's just such a beautiful yeah. thing. And we just feel safe around each other. And that is the test of your true friendships, right? It's just like, how do you feel in your body around your people? And we felt good in our bodies. And, and, you know, we, I mean, we could go months without talking and yep. we see each other and it's like, you know, we've never not been talking. So I just love you to death. And I'm so thankful that you were willing to be open and share these things with my audience because, and this is private like this is like sometimes this is difficult to to talk about but you've just been such a a joy and also i'm gonna say she's also hilarious <laughs> absolutely hilarious and um if you want to see something hilarious that has to do with skeletons you might want to oh follow her on Instagram. Uh, so I might put her links on there just so you can I go think take my a look Instagram's at Instagram's private actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, maybe I can unprivate it. Well, it's up to you, but um Bony Brad, the um you can ask it's to Boney be her Brad, friend. Bony Brad, the single dad, has what, four bony ten. children? He has ten children now? He has ten children now. Oh my gosh. Okay, yes. the family has grown. But yes, since before yeah. Halloween Halloween, this family of <laughs> skeletons has been doing all kinds of different things and this girl's committed to this i mean the school this is the kindergarten class from the school comes yeah. and visits on a regular basis and now i mean now they're wearing santa hats and have a fireplace and stuff outside this is just going just continuing uncle on. jack came to visit the other day so uncle <laughs> jack's here now <laughs> they were doing yoga at one point i mean it's it's worth you know go go and follow Tracy. You don't have to make it private. You don't have to make it public. Just if you're interested in um, getting to know Tracy a little bit, she's pretty awesome. And um, I'm a little if, crazy. If you but have any okay. questions about her journey, I'm sure she'd be happy to lead you. And if she she can lead you my way, you can come straight to me and be like, "I am a Tracy. I need your help. I am here. I'm your tour guide. I love that. I'm gonna circle. I'm the ultimate tour guide. You are." The ENM Ultimate Tour Guide. That's awesome. Anyways, Tracy, love you. Thank love you, you so much for being here. And well, thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. It was a joy. It was a blast. And uh, now I get to edit and listen to us again for the rest of the day. So, you know, this is a pretty good day. <laughs> Have fun with that. I will. All right. Love you, girl. Have love a great you. day. Take care. Mwah. Mwah. As I always say, remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great day. Love you. Mwah. Bye. Well, thank you, Tracy, for being so honest and authentic with us. It was just a joy. I'm so blessed to have had the privilege of being your tour guide over the past couple years. You're just a beautiful soul, and I love you so much. So thanks again for being here. I hope you all enjoyed this interview. And don't forget to follow and check up on Boney Brad, the single dad, because it's pretty entertaining. So have a great day, and thanks again for listening. See you next week. 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Corrine Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at CorrineBedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember, when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.